Parental discretion is advised. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Wait for the perfect time, get it. Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Mayhem Show. It's episode 394. That's a lot of Tuesdays. I'm Sorgatron here in the studios in Pittsburgh, PA, the Mayhem Studios, where it all started. Well, actually, it was over... Well, this is where everything comes out of. Uh, anyways, uh, we're talking wrestling. We're fans of the wrestling. We we're, we just love getting into it, and let's get right into it tonight with our uh, man from San Antonio, Texas, learning the college life, uh, working on his hippie beard. It's Eamon. How you doing tonight, sir? Hello. And my hippie hair, which you can't tell because I got the headphones. Hippie thing on the hair, hair the headphones. It's fucking wild. And, yeah. <laughs> it's wild, man. Yeah. Expand your mind. That's our interpretation of the hippie community. So if you're a hippie, we apologize. Using Uh, big words in college. Trepidation. There he is, Bobby F. J. Town over in Johnstown, PA. uh, He's here. He's here. here. He's here. And also joining us from the Bronx, New York, Mad Mike. Excuse me, Sork. I would like everyone to now refer to me as Mad Michael. We'll get into why that is in a little bit. Guys, Wrestling Mayhem Show, we're at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. You can even find us on your Roku device via the, via the Blip TV app if you want to download that. Um, and you can also drop us a line like somebody did earlier this week uh, at, at that email address. Good times. Good times, Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, 412-206-WMS0. Uh, and we're going to start the show the only way we know how with the fan mail. Uh, now, I believe, Eamon, have you been reading these ones? Yeah, you've been reading these question ones from our boy jo- sure, Dustin. Sure. Let's do it. Let's read those things. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I... Uh, by the way, if I'm acting super crazy tonight, just a heads up. Sorg told me to fill in for a missing LB in the crazy department, and I'm hoping to fill that goal. So He currently has a cross. cat licking his asshole. Ugh. Dear Mayhemians, I am writing this before, Raw, so I can't comment on it. I can comment on one thing that I took away from TNA this week. The coal miner glove lives! The Wheel of Dixie contained that stipulation on a white wheel that you couldn't read. <laughs> Dustin has magic eyes. Uh, I instantly <laughs> was brought back to the Jake Roberts versus Sting match at Halloween Havoc. While this is perhaps one of the most ridiculous of all time match stipulations, I can't help but feel a bit of nostalgia for the heavy amounts of Southern wrestling themes on this stupid wheel. The bull rope match brings back some great memories, and every time I think of a first blood match, I think of Dusty Rhodes versus Telly Blanchard. Sure, this wheel is a stupid thing, but the gimmicks have a Southern flavor that feels like it's. It is fried, soaked in butter, and filled with racial connotations. Dixie is the new Paula Deen. Nah, I believe it. Uh, so yeah, questions. Number one, besides the coal miner's glove, what is another gimmick match that makes you cringe when you, when you think about it? Oh, I know. I got it. I got a good one. 
Judy Bagwell in a forklift match. Mm. I go with See, the I go with the bull rope match where you have to touch the corners and all that stuff. I just think it's ridiculous. Really, you're not yeah. a fan? No. The apple um, You guys also. Uh, um, this wasn't mentioned, but on the on the wheel of Dixie, which is by the way, not correctly proportioned. If you actually look at it, <laughs> Matt, it's not. Matt. It's not. Um, there's also a tuxedo match mm. and a Dixieland match. Oh, yeah, that one's for LB. Mm. Yeah, my my choice for this question is Punjabi Prison because while Sounds like Judy Bagwell on the pole is like an easy go-to, they've only had one of those matches. And there's they a had, reason. Just like Hell in a They had two Punjabi prisons. They're like, this is a match. Let's bring it back. <laughs> I did it. Uh, the, the, there's a sordid history to that one, sure, I'm sure. Um, okay, next question. Next question. Number two. So the idea of TNA entertaining offers means that Panda is bailing on the promotion and that it will cease to exist in the next three months, according to many. Is this not something that many companies do in order to get an idea of what they are potentially worth and doesn't mean that anything is for sale at this point? Hmm. I think it's for sale. I think if they're talking about this seriously, it is. Not that yeah, I'm a I, business expert or anything like that, but I, I really think this is for real. Um, I think that I think they've been entertaining offers on it for a while. Yeah, and now they're just getting more desperate to get rid of it. I think it's just like it's getting to that point where they can't hide it anymore. Um, it was a that. really good explanation of the process on one of the wrestling dirt sheets. It's kind of weird. Um, but, so God, but but yeah, it, it, it's. I think we're just to that point, and, and unfortunately, any name that comes up, like Billy Corgan in this last week, is is uh, just explodes because I saw that like on every news and radio blog and, and all that kind of stuff over the last week. Um, I don't know; it's going to be ridiculous stuff like that. I heard Jake Roberts wants to kickstart financials to buy it himself. Jake Roberts, I think we buddy. could do that and be more successful. I yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we don't got DDP yoga behind us, but uh, we yoga can always do a superhero team everybody. up on that kind of stuff, right? What's that, Bobby? Yoga makes you do crazy things, everybody. I know, right? I know. I know. Who's um, the yoga? Yoga that shit. Uh, I don't I know. I don't want to see. Go ahead, Bobby. I don't want to see Jake Roberts in yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he can work it. He's lost a good amount of weight. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. He's doing very well for himself. All right, next question. Number three. After watching the rise and fall of ECW for the 4,000th time, I have a specific question. What angles slash storylines do you think are too taboo to be successful in today's pro wrestling industry? I ask this because of the negative crowd reaction generated from the hardcore crucifixion of Sandman, which forced Scott Levy to break character and apologize to any fans who he may have offended. Uh, I got one. Uh, faking having a concussion and a seizure in a ring. Yeah, that's kind of rough. I just want to talk about the hardcore crucifixion thing in Sandman for a quick second. I don't think that was too taboo. I just think that because of the specific audience they had that night, that was the only reason Raven apologized for it. Because if you remember, if you know your history, that was the same night Kurt Angle was supposed to start at ECW. And Kurt Angle saw that shit because he's a crazy Christian. And he's like, oh, hell no. Mm. Yeah, probably yeah, like what did I get myself? The into? Undertaker and Steve Austin did it. Oh, I don't know, two years later, 
everyone's cool with it. That's true. I, I got to yeah. point out. I kind of ironic, ironic circumstance. Kurt Angle being offended by something that happens on a wrestling show, and then he does something super offensive, like <laughs> ten years later. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, like Angle. Hank says, it's only taboo if it's on Tuesday, though. <laughs> that's, that's a fair yeah, point. I tend that's to agree with point. that. One. Yeah. I miss Gene Snitsky saying taboo Tuesday. Gene <laughs> <laughs> Snitsky kicking babies. I miss. By the way. Kicking babies, I don't think that's something no, we'll be able to do. I don't miss Gene Snitsky. I just miss Gene Snitsky Appar- saying taboo Apparently Tuesday. abortion angles aren't taboo because WWE's done like three of them. <laughs> so, Just wait till one of the Bellas is pregnant. You know that's going to happen. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it'll be an angle. That's my time, guys. I love the episode last week, and the discussions were excellent. Keep up the good work in helping me have something to look forward to on Wednesdays. Regards, Dustin. Yep. Hey, Wait, do, have like specific time limits? I didn't know this. Hmm. Uh. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the unspoken rule. Uh, I'll be L- surrogate LB for tonight. Um, this one is entitled "The The Lunchbox Abides." Mar- Americans, it is I, the lunchbox, except no imitations. I am writing you from the sort of south where I am vacationing for the week. I have eaten magical hot dogs and had the best fried chicken possible. Game on. Imagine, I'm sorry, go on. Imagine amazing fried chicken. Fuck you. Your chicken is garbage. But this isn't about my culinary adventures. That's a different show. No, this show is about wrestling. Let's fire up the old question machine. Number one. (laughs) Is Business Kane not the best thing to ever happen? I love Business Kane. I want him to preside over my wedding. His entrance theme should be Business Time by Flight (laughs) of the Concords, but covered by Finger Eleven. The song is about fucking, and so is Kane. (laughs) Is this a question? Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's a question mark somewhere in there. Is the uh, best thing, definitely the best thing ever. And I may, and we may elaborate on it further. I think the big point about this business, Kane, even though we've only seen like two minutes of it, um, is the fact that it's different. Kane has been like the minutes. same. I mean, he's been unmasked and all that, but he's still been like Kane. We we talked for, last like, night so long. We talked last night that this is Kane's like biker taker. Yeah. Like, Biker Taker is what Taker is, right? Uh, this is Kate in real life. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's the big red libertarian. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe that's what we're rolling, rolling into. Somebody was saying about him becoming governor of Tennessee or something. Uh, is he running for it? Is probably that quicker, Probably quicker than Linda. I yeah. bet he's already mayor of Parts Unknown. Exactly. I, there I you go. I think the entire state of Tennessee is running from him. (laughs) 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 Governor or whatever. Number two. Len Jacobs policies. Fire. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Oh, you did did, did not complete that joke, did you? No, I didn't. All right, moving on. I got got one that you're good at. And and if you want to pull one up so you can demonstrate. At JBO Commentator, this is not a question. It is a commend. Commend? Go, follow, and then ask Eamon to say Maggle. Okay, let me see if I can find one. 
So this is a Twitter account we that was discovered. Uh, we, discovered we discovered it last night, and then we spent like the entirety of some match. I forgot what match. Just yelling. It doesn't the, matter. It doesn't matter. Axel. It's only been around for like two weeks, so, but it's been probably one of my favorite Twitters as of late. Uh, this is his latest one. <clears throat> Because I've been forced to say this because apparently I say them funny. Well, I guess Raw is over. Time to take the Jet, Bell, Jet BL home to Bermuda and make a model of Wall Street out of laptops. Wow. That one doesn't have Michael in it. Also, he's, uh-huh. yeah, because uh, also the tweets feature uh, JBL's many catchphrases, including just saying Michael any chance that he can get. Which is spelled uh, uh, in various ways, right? Like I'm seeing M A G G L E. Yeah, that seems to be the most common, but they always switch it up a little bit. Uh, there's that. There's we fight on Friday nights. Um, and what else? Oh, and uh, the calendar and, uh, was awesome. The calendar. I showed this off in the Hangout last night. If you want to check out the Raw uh, wrap-up. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday we tumble. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we stock tips. The night main event is on. Uh, tussle, 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 tussle. And Friday, we fight. We fight on Friday. We fight on, we Friday, fight on night. Friday night, Michael. Best joke account in a long time. I, I'm loving that. Uh, by the way, <laughs> also everything is in caps, which is very accurate to how JBL does. Yes, caps. Uh, well, JBL, his name is, is, JBL knows that caps lock is screws control for us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, so go check that out at JBL Commentator if you want to uh, check that out as well. And I know who who realized that Tater isn't is is a word in there. Was that you, Amen? I did. I, yeah. re- I realized this weekend that commentator is the word tater in it, and it made me laugh because I'm fucking <laughs> <at> seven. <laughs> and he's going to college, ladies and gentlemen. Number three, <laughs> what will the team of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk call themselves? Remember to be clever. Oh, no. I hate being clever. Um, I got one. Okay. Fifty Shades of Vegan. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Wow! It just popped into my head. I'm still gonna go. Why? 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 Wait! 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 Obviously, the vegan part is Daniel Bryan. Why are the Fifty Shades of Grey come from? Because Fifty Shades of Grey is a popular book right now, and I was capitalizing on that. (laughs) And I'm ashamed of myself. Are Daniel Bryan and CM Punk just gonna, you know, have a uh, 30-60-minute? Fuck, fuck, Iron Man in the ring? Is that what's going to happen? Wait, Bobby, we'll, we'll, I award we'll you no points in the true at midnight style. I award you the, no The tie thing? <laughs> I, I, I'm still going to go with the Honor Squad. I still love that name. And yeah. I want someone to use And I want them to bring up catches up Straight and have them be part of the Honor Squad. Heyman, do you have anything? I'm not creative. No, uh, I don't have anything either. <laughs> I'm not creative. Nobody else has one. Now coming down the ring. I'm not creative. I don't know if that works. I'm sorry. I fail. Uh, The chickenless. How about about Riz has the chickenless magnets. Get it? Because they're vegan and don't eat meat nor eggs. The kickbusters from Leg Kick. (laughs) The the punker jacks. The what? The punker jacks? The lumberjacks. Punk, punk no, lumberjacks. no, 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 no. Oh. There's a lot of like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Can I say some of these are failing, but all of these are better than air boom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fuck you! I said air boom before they said it on TV. Exactly. 
Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. We need to make a WWE team uh, name generator. Uh, thanks for the reading, guys. I'm off to stare at a fire and drink another bottle of wine. Wine. Wow. Love the lunchbox. P.S. All the praises to Bo F. Diggity for recommending the chicken place to me. The F is for fried fucking chick fucking Ken. Oh, it's oh he separated chicken. When I read this before, I thought he said chic. I thought he <laughs> said the word chic for no reason. Nope, that's wow. not accurate, I don't think. Um, I mean, and then I thought you were just talking about Ken Anderson. About fucking cheap, but. Ken Anderson. Mm. Uh, Ken Anderson has the wrestling ability of fried chicken. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I've seen fried chicken work very much. Did yeah, we get a voicemail true. from Bo Diggity? The... I'm trying. Yeah, I to, we, we, so. I don't think we did. We have a couple interesting ones, but are we going to play those? Oh. Really? No, the no, second, not those. Not the those. The second Emerald City Express. Listen, listen. So somebody, somebody. Because uh, 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 that's me and that man's private time. Okay. <laughs> so somebody called. Somebody door. called the voicemail. Oh, somebody called. We actually do have one more uh, email. Actually, that didn't make it in the doc. Um, oh no. Uh, but no, somebody, somebody took us up on the, hey, call us, we don't care, just call us. Um, and they want us to call us, call them back. So we might do <laughs> something with that uh, and see what happens. Uh, can can so, we call them back as, as Eamon doing his JBL commentary voice? Oh, that'd be amazing. If just you reading JBL commentator back to him. And that's all your responses are. Oh my god! And yes. his name's Michael. I hope his name um, is Michael. But no, keep it coming. Oh. Seriously, call us. We don't even care why. You know, it may not be something we play on the show, but we do listen to all the voicemails, and we love them. And we may actually call you back. Um, Antonio Garza. <laughs> yes, Antonio Garza. Mister Ciro's two K. What? What is this? Who? Who does that short excuse of a man think he is to come out of nowhere and take what doesn't belong to him? Seriously, what is this? Kali needs the man up and kick Tyson Kidd's ass. Dude, what's your lady? That's your lady he's taking, man. If Kali doesn't go apeshit on Kid next Monday, I'm going to be pissed off. This is worse than Panic at the Disco. I want my Kali versus Kid blood feud! This is zero. This was zero two K. Keep kayfabe alive since nineteen eighty four. Do you think Kali knows? No. I think he's so fucked up in the head that he doesn't know. Kali counts the three when. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no reason he knows what's going on. He's just like, oh, you, you, you brother sister. Okay, come on, Nadi. Like that's that's what the great Kali's reaction is. <laughs> Uh. All right. <laughs> but there, thank you, uh, Ciro, for dropping that email. Um, and well, this, well, this voicemail is like three seconds, so we, I didn't miss anything, I think, big there. Uh, yep, because there's nothing. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All right, uh, guys, in that case, let's roll over to you, Amen, with the Indie Minute. Indie Minute. It's time for the Indie Minute, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's stuff that's happening in the Indie Minute. First, let's talk about the stuff that's happening locally involving the Sorgachon Media folks. A lot of stuff. Big weekend for you guys. Two oh, shows God, this yes. weekend. Um, uh, splitting up the forces. Uh, first, let's talk about our friends at International Wrestling Cartel that are holding combat in Clearfield in guess where? 
Clearfield, PA. Um, National Pro Wrestling Day. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> no, that's, no that's, that's wrong. Wait till yes. February. Uh, so, Sorg, uh, how, how much are you excited for this event? <coughs> Very excited. Wow, he can, he's choked <laughs> up about he it. He can't breathe, he's that excited. <laughs> he is so excited for combat and Clearfield. That was some bad timing there. Um, no, IWC, always a good one. Clearfield, I haven't been back there for a year. Uh, so, uh, that crowd's usually really good. You know, I, you know, I like going to the small towns, um, that we, they don't frequent too often. Should be some good stuff. Hey, go over there, actually. Friends of the show, IWCWrestling.com. They actually have a poll going on. Friend of the show, Justin Plummer, uh, versus Justin Labar of the Chair Shot Reality Show. Uh, of course, uh, they, uh, Labar has been doing Chair Shot Reality live at, uh, in IWC for several months, causing a lot of trouble. Justin Plummer, uh, always a good guy, does great aftershock shows. Been just been tremendous lately. Um, so go over there, and you'll see there's a poll to see if they will have a live aftershock with Justin Plummer, friend of the Wrestling Mayhem show, uh, with his guest, other friend of the show, uh, Logan Shulo. Who there's some big news coming out of the Logan, Logan Shulo camp uh, lately with WWE and everything. Uh, or uh, Justin Labar with his his uh, guest, uh, again, friend of the show, uh, Shane Taylor. Uh, so go vote for our, our boy Justin Plummer. Give him a shot there, uh, a shot in the arm there. I'm going to go vote for him again. There you go. Uh, so go check that out. Help that out and get our boy uh, uh, Aftershock uh, right in the middle of the Clearfield crowd. And also go over there. We also have the Retro Reunion, of course, is up there for DVD and digital download. Uh, but as far as uh, uh, this weekend... Um, should be some really great matches. Mike Elgin of uh, of Ring, Ring of Honor Island. is going to be there against Logan Shulo. Uh, Bobby, that should be really good. Bobby Fish will hopefully finally take on Andrew Palace. This, is, this has been canceled before. Dalton Castle against Shane Taylor. Uh, and then all the other great stuff. Sexy, sexy talented dudes. We saw Chess Flexor on the show last week doing some interesting stuff. we gotta get we got to get the sexy, talented dudes down here uh, for a Mayhem show sometime. Um, and of course, Zima, I am, I'm sorry, Shima Zion, he's reverted back to the old name, uh, the new super indie champion against Ashton Amherst and other friend of the show, Facade, Justin Idol against John McChesney for the title. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, it's going to be a blast. We'll be up there, uh, Sorgatron Media, but Sorgatron Media will also be hanging out, uh, the B team, uh, with, uh, Chachi. And all of them is going be to be for beautiful. Be for beautiful, because hi Chachi. Because the yeah, because it's going to be Chachi and the ladies over there. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. What? I don't know. Chachi's angels. Um, but uh, joining us now, let's know what's going on with the Re- Renegade Wrestling Alliance, who's got that show Saturday in West Newton, PA. So if you're in the Northwest or Southwest. Pre- Pennsylvania, you got a show coming up. Uh, Aaron Wheels, give us a quick rundown. What is going on with RWA? Oh my God, Sorg, I am so excited. This starts the beginning of what's going to happen Saturday. The contract signing of Lodi and simply the best, Ryan Edmonds, in a steel cage. Now, we don't know what's going to happen after that. I mean, if history dictates itself, chaos will presume. 
prevail. But uh, also, we have a tag team title match, once again, of the A-list and the Wild West. And I just heard from the boss himself, he said, he guarantees, and he says, and I quote, this has to end between the A-list and the Wild West, so the better team shall win. And I just also got some news from him that there will be a women's match, Sorg. Okay. And the women's match will be because of, I guess, that promo you would see on the front of RWALive.com from one Miss Serafini saying there's not enough women and they want a women's division. So the boss said, fine. You want a women's division? We'll start Saturday. So Serafini versus Angel Dust. Nice, nice. And I also saw upcoming, uh, you guys have uh, Miss Jessie Bell Smothers, which is, that's Tracy Smothers' daughter? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So she'll she be coming, be coming to, in soon. She'll be coming to a future uh, uh, edition of, of, of Renegade Wrestling Alliance, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's heating up with the women's division, the tag team division, the heavyweight division. And, of course, the big team. And also, the PA regional title will be defended this Saturday. And that person will be announced this Saturday. So, if you want to know who's going to be there, be at the show. Awesome. Thanks, Wheels. Go check out all that stuff at rwalive.com. And keep it out. We've been running a Twitter contest again for free tickets you're in the pittsburgh area to go to that show uh so follow at mayhem show on twitter that right there if you're on the video um and and retweet to win uh we gave away tickets uh, a couple months ago to that and iwc glad to see uh they really enjoyed the iwa show um i know i got some feedback on that so uh amen what else is going on in the world of indies also happening in the world of indie uh down in the Texas area uh, this weekend if you love uh Music, if you love comedians, and if you also love professional wrestling, there's awesome stuff happening for Anarchy Championship Wrestling. Uh, for the fourth year in a row, they'll be participating in Fun 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 Fest, which is the annual music, uh, comedy, just all-around amazing uh, festival that's held in Austin every year. Big stuff. Uh, you know, People like Snoop Dogg, a.k.a. Snoop Lion, uh, MIA, uh, tons of just amazing, talented people, and professional wrestling all in the same venue. Uh, they have uh, uh, they have lineups all throughout November eighth, 9th, and tenth um, at the Auditorium Shorts in Austin, Texas. Uh, so I encourage you if you like that kind of stuff and also want to get your pro wrestling fix in there, go down and check out Anarchy Championship Wrestling. There, uh, you can get the times uh, for the the days that they will have wrestling uh, at their website, AnarchyChampionshipWrestling.com. So go check that out and uh, go uh, support them. Uh, and finally, I want to mention some stuff because there has been, uh, I want, and I want to sort of have some discussion with this as well. There's been some developments that have been happening with uh, the, uh, obviously back in July, there was a big shakeup that happened with Jakar Pro, uh, the whole, you know, uh, what it seemed like the closing of the company, the sort of end of it, uh, and sort of all the fallout that's been happening with that. Um, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this entirely, um, it's been definitely interesting to see. They've been utilizing a lot of different, I think, innovative aspects for an independent wrestling company. Uh, they're implementing stuff in the wrestling is promotions, which I enjoy, um, which I actually think is a very cool concept. Uh, they're doing those Ashes videos, which 
in my opinion, I think have been a bit hit or miss, but I, you know, all, all in the same, I think they're, you know, really trying to sell a story. And, uh, they had a, uh, they had a makeshift event, uh, uh, like sort of the, uh, the activists, I guess, for reinstating Chikara Pro had an event in, uh, a, uh, I forgot the park name, uh, in Philadelphia, um, held an event and, uh, apparently there was a kidnapping of one of the fans by Condor Security, which is the group that, uh, is the, uh, sort of the reason why Chikara is sort of crumbling. Um, it's been interesting, and they released a video saying that uh, November 20th uh, for everyone to return to the park so they can get back their uh, their uh, their uh, their uh, Chikara uh, fan, I guess you could say, that they have captured. Um, and uh, that around the time of when they usually have their big like end of the year pay per view. Um, so stuff is starting to develop. Uh, like I mentioned before, I think. It's been very hit or miss with what the stuff has been with Chikara, which really, I mean, I, I hate saying that because we, I think I mentioned it before, Chikara has done amazing storyline stuff. Like, they are probably one of my top favorites when it comes to independent wrestling storytelling. They do an amazing job of it. Um, but I think now we're starting to see some stuff develop. We're starting to see some of it grow. Um, and hopefully we'll get some closure. Well, hopefully we'll get some explanation as to what is behind it all. Um, because so far I think a lot, it's very disjointed. We haven't had a lot of explanations since July when the company closed. Um, we're just sort of getting like bits and pieces and none of them are sort of really connecting, uh, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. Um, I would say definitely go follow all the wrestling and stuff. Go follow anything Chikara, go check them out because, I'm, I'm at least intrigued. And like I said, this is something completely different than what independent yeah. wrestling has been doing. Um, what could have been, I, and obviously this is just reports and insider, whatever, what could have been a dire situation that might have actually ended the company, um, they're utilizing and they're sort of taking and they're not just, you know, dying by the wayside, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so I'm interested to see how that develops. So go for Go ahead, sir. I would say on the discussion side of it, I, I think what Chikara's really uh, Chikara's always been really good about the storytelling aspect of it uh, in the past, um, and and I think I think when from what I've seen with Chikara and the guys involved, I mean, you can kind of see that everybody that is Chikara um, kind of carry that banner and carry that way of storytelling. Um, you know, it, I think it, that's cool. It, it's I not just it's not just like Mike like Quack and Bush's brainstorm thing, and maybe it's because everybody came through the Wrestle Factory or something. But they got that in the back of their head. You see Chuck Taylor doing the Instagram thing where he's doing the twenty seven twenty four seven rule uh, in Instagram. <laughs> I, video. I, don't, I don't know how much that plays into the actual storyline. No, 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 but... no, and no, and, and I'm not saying that this all has to do with Shakara proper. But even if this is an outside thing. Um, you know, Icarus going and doing doing the hey everybody in Chikara blah you know get together and I, I, I not that I followed ex- everything uh, with this uh, to see exactly where it's going, uh, but from what I've seen from the Icarus stuff, like you know these guys have in the back of their head how to tell a story and how to gain fans and how to use social media and how yeah. to kind of rally everybody and kind of tell a narrative outside of the ring. Um, and I think and I, and I agree that's really 
been the selling point of this entire storyline. Exactly. And I don't know what that translates in on people buying their DVDs on interest. You know, if nothing else, people they're still talking about it. So somebody's still selling DVDs, right? And says, oh, what's Chikara? Oh, oh, what is this? You know, there's still a big catalog out there for you to, somebody to dive into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, plus, they do also still have the streaming and everything going on with them, too. With right. that like, monthly thing, right? Uh, so, I mean, again, this is like another... You know, they, they almost live on back catalog at this point, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, which is great. I, I also just, I, I, I think it's very innovative. If it's pulled off the way I think they're hoping to pull it off. Yeah. Um, I think it's also super risky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It all is. But I mean, what's a, dude? Chikara was they super left, risky. The, like beginning of this year, they were on such a high. Yeah. Like. Everyone knew about Chikara. They were selling out arenas. They sold out WrestleCon yeah. with like a thousand people. Like that's insane. I think I think whatever took them out of the game, these rumors of it being like maybe a legal matter or something like that. I think that the more and more you look at it, you look at those kinds of facts. I think it's more and more legitimate. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, it wasn't a choice. I think it's this happened. We had to do this. Okay, what can we do with this? And I think that's where. When your hands forced, that's where the most inventive stuff's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I just hope the stuff that they're linking sort of eventually ties together. Because to me, it seems very disjointed still. Because we have like the Ashes videos mm-hmm. that are good and they, they pique people's interest, but I don't think they really connect. And I think it really is different people doing different things. I think yeah. somebody who is doing uh, involved with the next step of it is doing their thing and they're keeping it close to the chest. But I think everybody else is also trying to capitalize on it too, which, you know, great. You know, they're like, well, if I don't have Chikara, at least I could do this. Right. Um, and, and keep their name alive with that. Um, Cause I wonder if some of these guys, do they really have much of a, you know, we talk about wrestlers or brands as far as like the WWE goes, do they really have like a wrestler brand as big when they're not attached to something like Chikara? That's true. That, that, and that, that was mentioned in one of the videos, like Chuck Taylor mentioned, like he's still wrestling for like Dragon Gate and like all these like yeah. great companies and like Icarus doesn't really have anything. Yeah, and I don't I don't mean that as a slight for like like no, 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 Taylor or I, Icarus or anything, but I think I think like just like um you know, somebody is saying, Oh, he's a TNA guy, oh he was a WB guy, like that's that's your claim to thing. fame, you know. I, I think Chikara is that is that kind of fame anchor for these guys and you can say well Chikara is an indie blah 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 it's like well no Chikara is one of the most important indies out there yeah. uh, I think or one of you know just like you can say the same thing about a PWG I, I consider it on the level of a Ring of Honor because even though Ring of Honor has a TV deal like they're reaching a lot of people exactly exactly like, so I know I, I know two people out. I know two people that like Ring of Honor and dig the hell out of Ring of Honor more than anything else on TV right now, and it's it's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, all that stuff pans out, and uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, so, follow that, and that, my friends, is the indie minute for this week. Thank you for that, and of course, how can you support this? How can you support that? We have one. Tell us about uh, if you have an indie promotion you think we should be talking about. I know we get kind of repetitive ones. We know in our area, we try to reach out as much as possible. But, you know, there's a lot of indie wrestling out there. There's a guy that emails us a list of every indie wrestling promotion every week. Have you seen that list, Damon? I have. I, I let, I'll, 
I'll figure out a way that I can do like a speed run of all. You of know what we should do? You know what you should do? Whenever you get that list during the week, you should do uh, throw it in a random number generator and just pick one random promotion. Uh, and again, make sure it meets our criteria that they have DVDs, iPay-per-views, something that we can check them out. That these mm. people can check it out, so it's not just hey, they're in our backyard. Again, everything we talked about today has DVDs either on SorgatronMedia.com, SmartMarkVideo.com, have iPay-per-views, all that stuff at their respective websites. Um, and we need to really mention the websites more. I think uh, maybe we've been a little slacking on that too. Uh, but we try to tweet them and everything as well. Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 and let's just do like random indie generator of the week, you know, or something like that. Just spitballing mm-hmm. here. But um, but it, what you can also support us is uh, buy the app, guys. If you got an iOS device, if you got an Android device, uh, it's on there. It's on the Amazon App Store. If you do have Android, unfortunately, it's and I think it is like un- as the wrestling show. It got put in really weird on the Android Store uh, proper, or over on the iOS App Store. Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold. You can get quick access to the show, audio, all that kind of stuff. Uh, video bonus content we don't put anywhere else. Uh, go check that out. And speaking of that bonus content, here's a little snippet of that. And plus, some of the latest from Sorgatron Media DVD. Six ten. You guys are up to six ten. <laughs> you gotta play. You gotta examine some lemons. Good job, guys. Seriously. You got- Temporary? Do you want? Do you no, want just let the music. Daddy? No, let the music break in, and then and then you start singing. Wait. This is going to be really Listen bad. Listen to the music. I, it's gonna I love, the three, wait, I love the three different renditions of California, California. Love that happened for us now <laughs> that were completely different, okay? Like every- Back to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. There's some great wrestling action available on DVD and digital download over on SorgatronMedia.com slash store. So please go check that out. Support the show and support our offerings here. So now let's get into that uh, uh, part of the show where we look back when we remember when. This week on Remember When, I thank you, uh, uh, Mad Mike and the players. Um, You're thanking them for that? And the players! Yeah! I, I got the lead, bitches! I don't know. And the players! Thank you, Wrestle and the fans. Um, this week on Remember When, we're leading up to... <laughs> the, 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 
We're going up the Survivor Series, that Thanksgiving tradition, looking back. And we don't know if they're really even going to even have one of these because it's really kind of hit or miss whether they even have a Survivor Series match, the namesake of this thing. So I wanted to go around and see, you know, and we have a few responses over on the social medias, uh, on the Facebooks. Um, what are you dancing over there? What's going on? The music stopped. I, no, is the music still going in his head? Look at this. The music stuff. is still going in my head, sort of. Oh, so you mad, Mike? Jazz why hands, don't you jazz dance hands. and jazz yes, hands your ass? Yes, uh, some of your your favorite. Uh, uh, what is what's your favorite team of all time there on the Survivor Series? Okay, I have three teams technically. One of them I'm not going to say because I know other people will say. Um, one of my other favorites, simply because of the name. The foreign fanatics. The foreign goddamn fanatics, folks. That team was Yokozuna, Crush, Ludwig Borga, and Quebecer Jacques. It was the greatest team of all time. Ludwig Borga was in WWE long enough Borga. to be a Survivor Series? Barely. Yes. And uh, my last one, it's... It's the Survivor Series match, which they've only done it once. It was my favorite Survivor Series of all time besides the one I went to. The three-on-five grand finale Survivor Series match. On one side, you had Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, and Tito Santana. On the other side, you had Ted DiBiase, Rick Martel, the Warlord, and Power and Glory. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I think this was just featured um, on WWE.com, wasn't it? Um, maybe. Maybe. I haven't, I haven't seen it on the, on the .com, but they should bring it back. Yeah, I, I think it was a really great idea when they still, like, this was an entire night of, of gimmick match kind of thing. I, that was, I missed that. I missed that. Like, let's put these teams together on these, like, what, let's have the, the, the Wyatt weirdos against you know, I don't know the 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 honor the honor squad the honor squad. Why it's weirdo against the honor squad? Yes, Sorg. I mean, I mean, why why not? I, I think it's fun. I, I I mean, I mean, don't they have like you know Warrior teaming up with LOD, which is, it seems like just because they had face paint, and I think even like somebody else had face paint. Um, uh, one year, didn't one year, like everybody on Hogan's team paint up in camo because I think they're taking on Sergeant Slaughter's team or something. Um, those were the days, man, bring it back, bring it back, you know, but then I, I guess they have to wait everything these days. Right. But mm. I, anyways, enough of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Going off on. Well, the it's also like, you don't have the shape, like the black and white gimmicks that you did have back in the 80s. This is true. But when they had, like, the Raw SmackDown brand division, it was perfect. Yeah. Because you could have had a whole lot of Survivor Series matches, then divide all the winners into Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been great. It would have been better than bragging rights, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They could have done it for a bragging rights trophy. Yeah. I don't know why they added added bragging rights. There could have been strategy involved in in all of the matches, too, like – like, if I'm teamed with John Cena and he's on Raw and I'm on SmackDown, mm-hmm. I want to win, but I don't want Cena to win. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would be great. Um, so, 
Uh, what about you, Eamon? What, 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 what's your, in your memory box, what's your favorite uh, memorable Survivor Series teams? I got a memory because I looked something up and, and it, it, I remember this. And it's, this is actually a really cool Survivor Series, but the teams, I think, are very telling mm-hmm. because the main event of Survivor Series 2004. And the stipulation, there's an ad stipulation to this match where basically the team that won, uh, the four members on that team got to be general manager of Raw throughout Oh, that was good. That was a really good stipulation. I liked it. One of them was Team Randy Orton, which consisted of, spoiler alert, Randy Orton, uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Maven. Crispin Watt, you know, Crispin Watt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maven Chris- may have been in a Survivor Series. Yep. Not only that, they were facing Team Triple H, consisting of Triple H, Edge, Batista, and a little someone who we mentioned before in the show, Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. Main evented Survivor Series 19, or not 1990, uh, 2004. It was before Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> before he kicked the baby. No, actually, this was after Taboo Tuesday, when after he uh, beat Kane with a chain. And I remember that, because all through, it was December, uh, and yeah, they, they got to uh, they got to GM one one of them a week, right? Didn't Maven yep. book himself in a world title match on Raw? I think he did. I think he did. Because he's a selfish piece of shit, and that's why he's fired. <laughs> But you know what? He had the best fucking dropkick ever. True. The best true. fucking dropkick ever. The Riz joins us. The Riz joins us, and I want to know your uh, favorite tag team or Survivor Series teams. Oh, uh, let's see. I got one. Uh, I, I saw this on the Facebook, and I was going to post it, but then I realized it, it, it's so good, I have to say it on here. You have the Lawler's Court. The King's Court. <laughs> Lawler. Uh, who was it? Lawler, Sleazy, Wheezy. No. And there's another. Th- no. Cheesy, okay, tell me who sleazy, it was. cheesy, Sleazy, and Queasy. What about Blinky? Those are the th- three. Yeah. No, no, Blinky, Inky, Clyde, and Sue were not on there, Bobby. <laughs> That should be that would be a kick-ass Survivor Series team. But, but yeah, the even that match between Doink, Doink's team and King King's team was awkwardly amazing because it was just them wrestling midget counterparts. <laughs> so yeah, King's Court. Well, do you remember how that match ended, Riz? No. All of the midgets turned on Jerry Lawler. Uh, you had as pink, pink, Wink, Cheesy, Sleazy, and Queasy all chasing around the king. So so it turned into the King Kong Bundy situation at WrestleMania 3. Oh, no. It turned into the opposite. Because King Kong Bundy beat the shit out of Little Beaver. Yeah. This was the other <laughs> way. Okay. Okay. This is Little Beaver's revenge. <laughs> yeah, actually. It, it is kind of the revenge of Little Beaver. 
Wow. That sounds like a bad Saturday uh, night. Uh, uh, we can't make that the show title, can we? Uh, well, maybe. Uh, Wheels, what about no, you? you can. Oh, God. Uh, team Flair versus Team Piper. Ooh. It was basically a precursor to Life Swap, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who was on the teams, though? Oh, well, you had, of course, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, on Flair's team. The Quebecer, Mr. Perfect. Oh, God, Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> <laughs> and the Warlord were on uh, Flair's team. Oh, my God, look at Roddy Hold on, I'm looking at the other uh, side. Roddy Piper's team was, was Piper, Bret Hart, Virgil, and British Bulldog. Oh, wow. Was Thank Bert, you, sir. Was Bertha Faye involved in the wife swap? What is that? Is that, <laughs> is that Sherry I'm seeing? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Four people, each of them had an individual manager. <laughs> each one. So it got crowded on that side of the ring, huh? <laughs> each one so had their own to. manager. Wow. 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 Um, and it looks like they all got involved at some point, too, from the looks of things. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Bobby? What's yours? All right. Uh, mine is from 1989. Okay. Uh, the Ultimate Warriors, which consisted of the Ultimate Warrior, the Rockers, nice. and Jim the Anvil Neidhart for some reason, okay. versus the Heenan family, uh, Bobby Heenan, Andre the Giant, Haku, and Arn Anderson. Nice. In a four-on-four uh, Survivor Series match. Bobby, I'm pretty sure that um, Brett was supposed to be a part of that, but he got injured by Andre. Oh, okay. I want to say, I want to say that's a real thing. Could be, hmm. could be. Um, it probably was supposed to be Brett instead of uh, Jim in Anvil Nightheart, or he was going to be. Maybe it was going to be five on five, and they just like substitute. Nah, because I think they were set at four on fours at that time, okay. like for a few years there. Um, for me, I, I got to go with, um, man, I have two. I have two. But my favorite one was, I don't even know or care what the other team was. But when it was men <laughs> on a mission and the bushwhackers coming out <laughs> as, as doink? the four doinks. The four doinks. Because yes, it was always, Lord. they show, because I mean, this is, I think it's after what doink went face. And, and he had previously had two versions of him, like at WrestleMania, right? So they just said, yeah. hey, there's going to be four doinks on a team and they're like what and, and then it comes out and it's the bushwhackers and, and men on a mission yeah you want to know who they face hmm. the head shrinkers wait 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 it's bash and booger bash and booger yes. and bam bam bigelow oh my god for bam bam bigelow <laughs> <laughs> okay wow. rikishi for rikishi now was this before or after he took he made a vetted wrestlemania Against uh, oh, Lawrence this Taylor. Is after. This is this after? Is after, I think. Oh, yeah. man. What a drop. What I'm, a I'm drop. looking through this. Oh, actually, wait a minute. Maybe it was before. <laughs> this was his rite of passage. They're like, all right, you did that. You did that. Here's Lawrence Taylor. Here you go. Here you I'm, go. Look, I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking through these old Survivor Series photos on this WWE gallery. Um, there was a time where the Rockers and the and the Bushwhackers teamed up. What would they have in common that they would team up? <laughs> they were no one knows. No one knows. They, well, yeah, they're they were good, both good guy tag teams, but they have no common ground. No, no, it, 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 that's what makes it that much more fun. Mm. And, and the Rockers didn't have their charisma yet, so 
Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, it was records. way before. Marty Denny still doesn't. It was way before Ben <laughs> From from the Facebook, um, <laughs> Spiker says uh, his favorite was Punk DX and those other two guys. The other two were the Hardy Boys. Yes. Uh, Mike, you know, you you said yours. You said yours. Yes. Uh, Mr. Garza says King and his bunch of little kings. We've mentioned that one. And mm-hmm. Alex Carr says Gobbledygooker and the Jive Turkeys. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's fake. Mm-hmm. Also, from the chat room, yeah. um, Like It DKO says that she loved these super tag team survivor matches. Oh, no. Yes. Those were awesome. That was, there were like 20 man tags. It was great. It was crowded at ringside. There's a picture of Men on the Mission doink. For you guys on the video, thank you very much from the chat room, uh, Mr. Garza. If, if Mad Mike was a Lawler midget, he would be sloppy. Yep. <laughs> there it goes. I might also be lucky. Hey, sloppy! Why don't you tell me about the T-shirts? Uh, you want me to tell you about ProWrestlingTees.com, sir? ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/wms. Slash WMS. Well, first, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com first to see what other independent wrestlers that you would like to get t-shirts from, including no. Goldust, Johnny Gargano. first. Basically, any indie wrestler you possibly think of probably has a t-shirt on there. And then, also, all the indie wrestlers you don't think of. <laughs> There's plenty of those, too, yes. Also, all of them. Every single one of them. And who knows? Maybe AJ Styles would get a shirt on there since he's not part of TNA. Anyway... Then you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS, and you look for our shirts. Our shirts are the best shirts, because we can claim you as our property. And then you'll have to do our bidding. And it'll be fantastic, because we treat our servants with dignity and respect. Just ask for this. Glad you said servants. I bought two of them. Yep, same. Go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS. Put a shirt in your cart. Put some other shirts in your cart. Support indie wrestlers. Support indie podcasting, and uh, support the show and support the the sport quote that you love. Support, um, uh, excellent. So let's get into it. So last night, I gotta say, like we talked about this again on the wrap up last night for Raw. Uh, some of the most fun I think I've had in a long time watching Raw with you guys. <laughs> and hey, I don't Raw. think it was just you guys or JBL commentator. It was a fun Raw. Really great raw, um, like top to bottom, really phenomenal wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like I was shocked how really like good it was. Like uh, not just like the amazing six man tag that like stole the show, but like we had Luke Harper and CM Punk, which was good. We had Alberto Rio and Kofi Kingston, that was really good. Uh, I liked the mixed what? tag match with Tyson Kidd returning. Like all of it was really good. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Until there was a bit of there was a bit of bad. There's always a little bit of bad. There was a little bit of bad involved. Um, some chick who has red hair. Yeah, but she's not a wrestler. Um, I only count things that are wrestling on the wrestling show. Oh, okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> but but you gotta yeah. say, I mean, the the cool thing about her is. They let her no, 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 we no, don't. No. We really don't have to no, say No, we don't. Yes. No, we don't. We don't have to say anything she, about her. <laughs> she she looked good cool looking terrible in the ring. That's true. And they knew it. And they knew it. At least she didn't have a backwards uh, Mae Young the, outfit on. I would rather yeah. have 
the 15-year-old JoJo in that ring than her. Here's an idea. How about we have someone that actually trained with Sarah Dore instead of pretending to? Oh, that's a theory. Oh, how about Sarah, Sarah Del Rey? I was gonna say, how about Sarah Del Rey? How's an idea? Here's an idea. If you work, I'm not a wrestler, but I'm sure that what? if you worked in, what? in spring, you're not a wrestler. A I don't know shit, a mind. minute with Sarah Del Rey in the ring. She could teach you how to do a fucking roll up. <laughs> I can't roll. I'm pretty sure I know how to do a roll up. Okay, that's it. I gotta say it. I'm in a wheelchair and I can do a roll-up. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you don't just stop. Yeah, you're terrible. You deserve all the hate that you're getting. I don't care if it's like us being internet dudes or whatever. You are objectively terrible and you deserve everything. <laughs> but when the bad match on the card featured Dolph Ziggler, Honestly, I didn't it even think that was a bad match. It, hmm? I didn't hate the actual match. Yeah, I, mean, I just hate it because Curtis, Curtis Axel, Axel, Axel but still horrible. I've got, I've got a new nickname for McGill or for uh, or Curtis Axel. Mm. Old still, two hips McGillicuddy. <laughs> didn't they say he blew out both of his hips? Uh, yep. Yeah. How, no, was, he, was, how was he wrestling Dolph Ziggler when he couldn't wrestle Biggie Lane? Especially like a week later, right? Yeah. That's a little weird. That's an excuse. Yeah. So he's now old two hips McGillicuddy. <laughs> but no, can, yeah. I can mean, we just call Crips Christian? Who? No. Oh, yeah. Christian. Axel. Axel. Hmm. Christian, what? No. All right. I tried because, you know, Mike McGill. But no, I mean, Axel, Axel's boring, like objectively boring. But I mean, I didn't think the actual like physical match was any bad with Ziggler. Yeah. Because Dolph Ziggler's in the match. Yeah, he carried him. Do you guys think that, that we might be getting now Ziggler versus Axel versus Langston? That'd be cool. Possible. I don't know if I'd like that. I I don't I, I like that because we did I don't think we got enough from Dolph Biggie when they speaking, were doing Speaking of uh our boy Biggie, uh Holy shit, WWE Universe. WrestleMania Orton. It's a great yeah, match. Yeah, stepping up. <laughs> I like this, this it. This is the hangout. We're clapping again because you guys made the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, WWE Universe. You're not, You're not giving us the idiots. same match anymore. I think Jerry Lawler actually voted for it, too. You know, and I looked at that like, like I feel like there was no obvious answer to that. Like, usually when they, okay, usually when they do a poll like that, they they kind of tip the scales. Like, oh, obviously John Cena is going to win this or something like that, right? Or, mm-hmm. or, or they do something to make that, um, they do something to like at the last moment. They make it like a tag team match afterwards. I mean, no, but not even that. Time, no, not even that. Or it tipped it, it tipped it in a sense, not. As blatantly. Yeah. But what has Dolph and Miz really done? Biggie's gotten a great push as of late. He's gotten people interested in him. That's true. So he's on people's minds. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I, think they still I think they still thought Dolph Ziggler was gonna win that poll though, just based on it's Dolph Ziggler. Also, here's a question I posed in the hangout. Uh, because we had that poll, and then later on in the night we had Dolph Ziggler versus Curtis Axel. Say Dolph Ziggler won the poll, 
And obviously that match with Curtis Axel was somewhat scheduled. So do they replace him with someone else that was in the poll? I, I think it's – well, it depends on how you look at it. One, do you trust that these polls are – Or, or do they just not give a shit? You know, or, or I mean, I, I, I think – and I think these guys can go out and do whichever they want. Was there any real big storytelling point from Del Rio and Ziggler? Oh, you mean uh, Axel and Ziggler? I'm sorry, Axel and Ziggler? Like, did anything significant happen out of that at all? Z- Ziggler beat the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really think that they do have a backup plan if they are really kind of going by this. I think they do have an idea of, obviously, this guy's going to win because this is the guy we've been pushing. We've been getting a lot of feedback on this guy. I mean, they already know what the curve is with the fans. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. they know, or, every, or everything's just rigged and wrestling's a lot. Or everything's just rigged and they're kayfaving the results of uh, the interaction. I, I do want to give props to the um, guy that was on Raw that had a shirt, uh, not, not a shirt, a sign that says, I need buys with Big E's <laughs> wrestling. Well, people know. People know about like the back. No, no, like, no, they not, don't not people. There. People watch NXT know. That's not people. <laughs> no, people no, don't I'm watch just saying, NXT. Ha- I'm just yeah. saying having it front and center on Raw on a sign means that it could be a thing. But you know what? That's cool, though, because I, 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 like, I like this idea that there's this history and there's this you know NXT and everything. I like the idea that, I mean, anybody can just turn on Raw and see Big E, and they like Big E, but then they see a sign in the crowd and say, yo, I, yo, I, I want five. I like that there is like this subculture. Before it used to be, um, there would be something where CM Punk, Daniel Bryan are wrestling, and you see somebody saying, I have till five sign in the crowd, right? That's something that you would have to dig into Ring of Honor, dig into you know other other avenues, right? Now, if I want to explore what this guy was about, instead of going somewhere else where I'm not giving money to WWE and experience WWE product, you create this kind of backstory, back catalog narrative that I can go back on Hulu and and figure out what's, whoa, wait, what, what's this five thing, you know? Uh, oh, Big E was on this, you know? Um, I mean, I remember, oh, really? I mean, I mean, when you think about, think about this, think about this. If we could take most of us back to our childhoods, um, like, for instance, I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but when you heard about Ric Flair, did you know he was a thing anywhere else at the time? Nope. Exactly, nope. right? So then you go, and, and now we're kind of experiencing now with these DVD sets. They're like, wait, Ric Flair did what? Ric Flair had a feud with Dusty Rhodes, the polka dot guy? Wait, what is this? Now you have that kind of effect, and again, kind of internally manufactured by WWE. Now you can be like, Big E's doing what? Wait, Big E used to do this, this, and this, and he was a good guy and all this stuff. And but they- but now but that's that's different, Sor, because as much as you have people in the crowd saying I I want five and all that stuff, yeah, they don't really acknowledge it. No, they're they don't on gonna, TV. But know, it, they're not going to post this, this promo this, this video saying, of- "Oh, look, this is." This, this is, is Biggie Langston in NXT. But this is like this, kind of a subculture built into the main culture of WWE. Right. Which the that's what I think person, is cool about. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bobby. To, I'm trampling all over you. What was that? To, that's all right. Uh, to the average person, like that sign in the crowd could mean like, could I have $5 to get home? <laughs> yeah. They might, they might not equate it with Biggie Langston. Exactly. I know it's on well, at the same and, time. And even Biggie, Biggie's theme song uh, uses the phrase. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I don't need three. I need five. And maybe they're just like, oh, that's, that's doing the name of it. Of Every time song. it comes up on the little iTunes link, that's the name of the song. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and now they never they don't acknowledge it. And maybe this is a thing where they bring it back at some point when he's at that point where they want to do that. Maybe they're building like Randy Orton's voices. Maybe, maybe I mean we are. I mean, how many? I, I've heard a couple variations. I think from you guys in the hangout. What if he gets he gets the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title and says, "I'm going to defend it with and insist on a five count," you know, and builds that up and builds him himself up as a hard ass. You know, I, so you just said the exact same thing I said a couple weeks ago. That's what I'm saying. I acknowledge I heard it from you guys. I couldn't remember which one it was. You know, um, but but I love that idea of, of bringing that in, and you can recycle that kind of thing. You know, the Wyatts are kind of cycling in a lot of stuff and building upon it from what we saw there. You know, I I, I really like you know all that kind of aspect. I want to see what somebody like Xavier Woods does when he comes up. There's rumors of him coming up. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, here's on the main roster. Um, you know, that it's nice that they have this playground and they have something solid, you know, instead of something mm-hmm. that, you know, was hidden away in Ohio Valley that nobody saw unless you lived in Ohio Valley on, on local TV. You know? Right. No, I agree. I think if the Wyatts, uh, for example, didn't, if they just came up as the Wyatts, I don't think it would have gone over as well as it should because Wyatt's – I mean now they're doing great stuff with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, but they have been in a holding pattern yeah. uh, to the point where I think if they didn't have that backstory on NXT and didn't obtain that following by those people, yeah, uh, if they were just thrown on Raw, people would have been like, okay, this is boring. And I think – and that's the thing. When you have like that little set of people that had that buzz with the Wyatt's because they're, that's all they you knew need. about them – but the, but then that's infectious to everybody else. We're like, wait, these people are talking about it. Wait, that you know, and and that grows. And now everybody else is hearing the anticipation from the people that already heard about it, and and, and that becomes a it, it is it, that 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 becomes just this like viral thing, you know, amongst wrestling talking circles and podcasts and whatever and that makes it even more interesting when he when they come out and you or else you probably would have had more jackasses chanting husky harris when they came out yeah you know so um by the way fit, fantastic job by the way it's really like really like good the super mm-hmm. creepy it's it's great i don't think it's really gotten lame or anything they for, they're forcing me to watch SmackDown because SmackDown has Daniel Bryan versus Luke Harper on it. Yeah, exactly. And oh my god! Even more there. I I, I think it's been great. Um, I still think we're going to see some SmackDown tag team shenanigans on there. And like I said, they'll do a tag match on SmackDown, and that'll be really good. And then they'll have Daniel Bryan, and Luke Harper on Raw, and can it will we, be fucking can amazing. We talk about yeah. the amazing six man tag last night that just blew everything Let, up can i can i talk a couple points about that match yeah first of all um spectacular match uh great job by all six competitors john cena is fucking amazing yeah <laughs> like he's really good and to the point where like he he was perfect in that match like he he did the hurricanrana and he did it properly this time so it was effective <laughs> it wasn't him just doing it to do it yeah so it wasn't you know. cena canrana Mm. <laughs> it was a scene I can't but he did that he busted out a lot of new stuff and he was just he held his own with everyone in that match and it was really spectacular I think the people that 
are still like degrading Cena really need to reanalyze themselves. And he was super duper excited that they won. I love this gif. I'm, I'm sorry it's in the weird part of the the page. Maybe I could pull that up here. But this is <laughs> so him happy. Him doing the so bushwhacker happy. on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like I think gold dust was legitimately weirded out. It's like it's gold dust, you know. Um, uh, also, another note about that match. Uh, like I said, phenomenal match. Uh, we watched it in the hangout, so we sort of like listened to each other and we were talking through it. And, like we heard everyone's like reactions and stuff like that. We don't listen to each other. Well, uh, I watched the match back with commentary. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck. What? It is bad. It's bad. It is bad. Really bad. Like it seemed well, it, it seemed like there was a lot going on because you had uh you had Zeb out there, you had Del Rio out there, they don't like each other, you got three announcers. But they never, they just, never really Why do you think they don't like each other? And, and there there was and it was They comment. never really made it apparent though in that talk that they didn't like necessarily like each other. It just Zeb's here, Alberto um, Rio's here, it allowed JBL, and, Michael Cole, and, and Jerry Lawler to go fucking crazy. <laughs> And they couldn't Amen. shut the fuck up and just focus on the match. Mm-hmm. Eamon, what is what is Alberto Del Rio? Heel. He is Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that, Riz. Thank, thank you. Thank and you. what? Thanks, what, Michael. What does uh, Zeb Coulter not like? He doesn't like Mexicans. I'm not no, saying no. that they wouldn't Mexican. have a beef he's with not, each other. He's not that specific. What I'm saying is, during the actual commentary, they weren't really, like, fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't, like, mm-hmm. getting into it with each other. They were, But it was more <laughs> of the three people that were in the middle. And I hate <laughs> the shit on commentators because I – and not to be that Here guy. I realize how hard it is. I realize how difficult it is. It's very difficult to commentate wrestling. But there's a simple aspect that comes into professional wrestling, and that's caring. And and Eamon, Eamon. You have to care about what's happening. With also all all due respect, they are also being fed material in their earpieces. That is true. I'm I'm guessing that you're not using your talent. If they, were, Eamon, if they were feeding Eamon. them that material last night, holy fuck, they need to get a new we, guy to do it. Because Jesus care. Christ. Amen. We care about you. Thank you. Okay. We, we're your but friends. No, no. I, you have to care about the wrestling match that's happening in the ring. You're supposed to tell the story of the wrestling match that's in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. you're there. I, I you're not there to fucking I, get into I, I think it's unfortunate because... Um, you know, a, a lot of time there's there's uh, seem to be these mandates with WWE on certain things to get over, certain ways to do things, and I think the commentator team uh, has been a little bit mired with that, and I think that's been a problem for years. McFoley tried and said he couldn't stand having somebody in his ear trying to do this thing he was already stressed out about. Uh, I think Taz had some commentary about that when he left, about being you know having crap in your ear. Uh, while doing all this, uh, and I wonder if he had, they have a similar situation, or if it's just a different tempered one that he's been in TNA for so long doing this. Um, but yeah, it, it, unfortunately, I think I think commentary has become a too many cooks in the kitchen scenario, demonstrated by five people at ringside uh, during that match, uh, and who knows how many people in the back feeding stuff. 
and I understand that it needs to be a bit of coordination, especially for as upscale of a television program as this, this is. And those three people, or Michael Cole at least, are the traffic cops for what's going on in this show the entire night. And as far as caring, I, man, I get that's that. A lot of time. I understand it's got to be difficult to have that in your ear. But at the same time, I don't think that's the issue here. No. It was an issue of they did not give any fucks about the wrestling match and then just decided to bicker with one another mm-hmm. because they thought it was funny. I think that's the other thing is, yeah, but they're out there and they're trying to entertain themselves and get themselves through. We discussed this before, too. Which is awful. Which I think is a horrible situation is why I think I think uh, that's going to be the first victim of the wrestling, the the, the uh, three-hour Raws is these guys losing their minds out there because they got to sit out there for three hours and do this stuff. Um, then they have to commentate through the commercial breaks now. Through the commercial breaks now, they don't get a break. I mean, it used to be like you get your marathon like once a month for a pay-per-view. Now it's every Monday night, plus at least two of them have to go and do the same thing the next night. Remember when there were different commentators for SmackDown? I think there yeah. was a reason for that, right? Um, yeah. But now JBL and Core are doing it again on Friday night. And plus, uh, well, who, who's doing uh, Miz? Is it Miz and Matthews doing main event right now? Cole, uh, Cole was someone. doing it. God. What's that? It's missing someone. But I think there's an easy solution to that. Hmm. I don't think you yeah. have to have the same people on every show. No, I know you, you don't. Could, and you, you should maybe have one or two. And you should. Yeah, Sometimes... but they don't. They don't have another play-by-play guy. Yeah. Where's Booker T? Why can't they use him? No, Booker don't T. Remember. Booker T's color. Yes. But no, I mean you can have a Michael Colby there. <laughs> you can have a Michael Colby there and be the play-by-play and be the straight and narrow guy, which he actually, to some degrees, has been much better at nowadays. I, I gotta say, and I thought but about it. In, you I, can have JBL one week, I got, and then throw in someone else. You know, just we. No, you need it back, gives each it? show like a different no, flair. Amen, Amen. They tried doing that back in Raw, back in Raw in the late nineties. It doesn't work. You need to. You need to have consistency. Oh, in I agree with the consistency. I think you definitely need agree. to have that. Um, uh, I think because they've been doing it, honestly, and I hate to be that guy, they've been doing it in NXT. They never have the same people commentating NXT every week. That's because they fire a lot of people in NXT. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot more turnover. No. I think there's they a lot more turnover there. between Tony Dawson and Tom Phillips. And then they'll have Renee Young in there sometimes. They'll have William Regal in there sometimes. They'll have Alex Riley a bit. And they had like ten sides like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you can't do that. I, I no, there, there's reason. I I, I think it's because of level production, um, for one thing. I, I think it is like, uh, why don't you go do an hour? Or why don't you go do an hour? You know, hey, get these three matches. You know, uh, I I think it's more. I, I think I, that's where they're at with it. I'm not saying divide it per the show. No, I'm saying divide it um, week by week. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, and I agree no. with you. And no, you I agree can't do you. that. And maybe you more guests. Do I don't know. But but I, I think they should at least split up SmackDown Raw. Like, that yeah, should be no. different commentators. I think for sure that like, should be commentators. It should, I, just, it should just, like, I don't know when exactly they moved JBL to Raw also, but he used to just do SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. He used to just do SmackDown, and that was fine. Yeah. I, I don't know what... I don't know. There, there's a lot more going into it at this point. I, but I realized one thing last week when I was watching SmackDown. I want to see Cole's like preparation. 
because I, I, I got you got to respect Cole for going through everything and 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 going through. And I think he's tweeting while he's doing this too. Um, uh, there was a really good. I think it was already wrestling with the Miz, and when they threw Miz out there, and he talked a little bit about like the the yeah, I didn't want to become a commentator, and all of a sudden they told me I got the job, and I'm like I was just filling in. Uh, but he talked about working with Cole and how he's just trying to keep up, and Cole's doing you know you know doing stuff on his iPad and directing him and getting stuff in his ear and talking about how professional somebody like Cole is. Um, I, 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 you know, you got to kind of respect how good he is at what he does do. And I think oh, absolutely. I think he's definitely toned down the things that I think annoyed us about him. Mm-hmm. He, but they also had that phase of him, and they may have overcompensated because they had that phase of him being a super character and a heel and all this stuff. And, and, and lampooning his own catchphrases and all that stuff. And now, now I like that he is out there with a JBL and a Lawler more, most of the time because then they can be the characters and he can be the straight man. And I think that's what he's the best at. Um, I, I agree. I agree. He, like is, I mentioned before, he is a good straight man, no frills, storyteller. Really, really good at that. Not, I'm I not calling him Gordon Soli. I'm not calling him Jr. or anything. Jr. Well, Jr. is the best storyteller I think has been in the last 20 years uh, on, on the mic out there. Uh, but but Cole is you know I think a really close second to that uh, as as far as just consistency. Yeah, but so no, and I agree. To be, I fair, agree. to be fair, play by play wise, who else have we had to compare him to? Mike Tanay, mm-hmm. um, fucking. Um, Tony Schiavone, like, it's not exactly like you're really comparing him. Like, to say that he's been the second best to JR is like saying TNA is the second best to WWE. <laughs> yeah, not, I, yeah. It's yeah, not that's that true. much of a competition. I know, I know there's not many options out there, but there are not very many options out there. Um, nobody's that's impressed WWE enough to keep going. We had Adam Lee for a while. We had, I mean, uh, you know. Jeff Harvey. Jeff Harvey. Jeff Harvey. <laughs> I mean, plenty have tried and failed, so you got to give them that. No, much. I understand that, and You're I making and, me crazy. Like I said, it's a very difficult job, and it's got to be even more difficult for them for all the stuff that they have to deal with, and you know the uh, the added pressures that go with it. And I completely understand that. Um, I do think, though, and I'm like I said, like you said, it may be an issue of the three hour thing, it may be an issue of how much they actually have to do on a weekly basis, and I can understand that. But the amount, like, just even the the minute ability for them to just care about a wrestling match. Um, if, if that's out the window, it can take a spectacular match like that six man tag was and really put some faults into it. That's true. That's true. I, I think it also hurts that they have almost too much personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, JBL is a gimmick that we lived with for a whole year plus as a WWE champion. Michael Cole had his recent heel bullshit, which really fucked up commentary for the longest time. Yep. Then then Jerry Lawler had his heart attack and well Michael Cole couldn't really be a heel after that. And Lawler like Lawler's been recycling the same old material from like ninety three and if you ever watch like a TV show from '93, it does not translate now. Not even close. I heard like, somewhere that, like, I guess in one of his books or whatever, he mentions how he has like a book of like one-liners that of he sort of, he runs does. through. 
which isn't the best idea. <laughs> because well, nothing no, because to me then he just tries to work them more, in. Nothing to me is more funny and also a bit more devastating than listen to Jerry Lawler set up a joke and then have Michael and JBL no sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, on this note, let, let's uh, let me know. Other than your commentary woes, uh, let me know what you learned from wrestling this week. Uh, let's go. You've been quiet a little bit over there, uh, Wheels. Oh, let's see. What did I learn from wrestling this week? I've learned that no matter what job, shoot job you are, if you talk about certain movies, uh, you get your man card taken away. What? This is a wrestling movie? What movie did you talk about? And I will tell you guys later. What movie did you talk about? Okay. What movie? I said I owned the collection of Twilight and... Oh. Yeah, so you deserve. Said to deserve. me, no, give me the card. Wheels. Yes. Did you get? Did you get laid from watching? No. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah, yeah, we're both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobby, how about you? <laughs> would you? Would you learn about your man card this week? I learned about my man card. No, <laughs> I yeah. learned. I learned about wrestling. Uh, that Cody Rhodes can fly. <laughs> And he, his planet needs him, and he almost took off off the screen. You know what? So wait, 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 Zangief, yes, exactly. This like flipping, he's upside down, and there's no possible way he could have caught his head, but he did anyways. Thank you very much. I knew it felt very familiar when it happened. But I also learned something else. Hmm. I learned that looking through the Survivor Series picks on WWE.com, I went a little further, and I accidentally clicked the next gallery over, and there is a gallery of the gobbledygooker being photobombed in the other WWE historical events. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've done a couple of those. That's they did one with like Keith Slater a while back. Oh my god! It is amazing. Mad Mike, what'd you learn from wrestling this week? Look, I learned I have to go look at thewd.com. But other than that, all right, I learned two very important things both TNA and related. Um, I learned that Dixie Carter just posted out on Impact 365 that there's going to be a former world champion. On impact this Thursday. First of all, any guesses? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Ken Shamrock is coming back. Ken first. Shamrock. Wow. Yeah. And the well, second thing I learned. I'm a Raven in the video, so. There, most of those videos are missed, but there are very few. Like I, I look for keywords when I look at the Impact 365 videos. If it says Christopher Daniels trying on clothes, that's a hit, and you should watch it. I post it on the Facebook group. Nice. But the other thing I learned, we may have the best tag team of all time coming to Impact on Thursday. The Gobbledygooker? No, better. Yeah, the even better. Better. Way better than all of this. Norfolk. You are in November. Norv, Furman, and Dewey Barnes. The Revenge of the Nerds tag team. Oh, man. That's Bam! Amazing. Hashtag Norv. Best thing happened Bam! today. 
LB or no uh, surrogate LB. How about you? That's me. That's Eamon. Uh, I learned from wrestling this week that there is nothing scarier than tax evasion. What? Tax invasion? You mean yep. tax evasion? Evasion. <laughs> I said evasion. I said evasion. I said invasion. Sure. Tax invasion. You need what a financial you, panther. I learned. I learned. I learned the great Cully has all the feels. He has all the feels right now. All the feels. She doesn't even know he, how to kill past three. He has just been friend zoned, and you know, it's, it's kind of hard to see him on 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 Monday, even though he wasn't on the show on Monday. Uh, but you? seeing seeing Natalia come out with with her husband. Um. Riz. Made me feel so so sad for Greg. I was gonna say you should be Riz. happy. His dick's for the taking. Riz, um, he <laughs> was on the show on Monday. I don't. Oh yeah, he, he was. He had you a match on my back. You could tell. You could tell he was off though. You could tell he was off. Yeah, you could, you could tell he was off, and I I, I felt for him. And right back Not to normal count to three. <laughs> wow. I learned one more thing. Yeah. Big Show's a fucking idiot. Yeah, that was, that was kind of weird. Um, I learned... Um, what did you learn, Sork? Shit, now you made me forget. <laughs> no, good job, Mike. God damn, I'm sorry, Sork. Ah, uh, shit, dude. Well, alright, hold on. I'll still talk about why Big Show's an idiot while you remember. Um, Big Show had literally a lawsuit that could get him millions and billions of dollars and probably the entire WWE. And... He has the lawyer of the McMahons, basically, in the person of David Otunda, saying that it will be very costly. But he's just like, ah, fuck it, I just want my job back in the title shot. And then you guys can just beat the shit out of me for a while with chairs. And it'll be fine. Yeah, I thought that was kind of dumb. I agree. It's, it's nice that he was able to get his job back without signing any contracts or anything. That's good. Yeah, like how that worked out. I, I honestly, that's, how, that's how contracts work. I honestly can't even figure out what I was about to say. Shit. Uh, guys, it's so a wrestling man. I, I know what you learned, Sword. What? You learned. We podcast on Tuesday nights, Miles. We podcast on Tuesday nights. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Mayhem Show. We podcast on Tuesday nights. Live.sorgatronmedia.com. You can join us about 9 p.m. Eastern time for that. And join us in the lovely, lovely chat room where we talk about gobbledygooker pictures and photo bombs and all kinds of other stuff. And you can join us on Watch the Live Stream there. Um, and, of course, WrestlingMayhemShow.com, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Blip TV, Roku app. And, of course, drop us a line at that email address. Good to you. TheWrestlingMayhemShow.com. 412-206-WMS0. At Mayhem Show on Twitter. Facebook group, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Google Plus Facebook page. Like it, love it, plus it, all that stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, our lovely panel. Mayhem out. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait.